Welcome to My Worst Day. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And uh, I, um, I'm back from being sick. I'm back, yes, baby. we are recording yeah. remotely. Kind of a bummer. The first episode of the year, yeah. we're recording remotely, but we're being extra, extra safe because no one wants the vid. No one wants it. No. I feel like each strain is worse than the last. Oh, mm-hmm. and it's just this like, one was yeah. Bullshit. I'm not trying to go into 2024. I got enough going on without piling yeah. on top covid no (laughs) i've only got a few more weeks apparently for pluto to be fucking with my sign fucking me hard for 15 years yeah and then then it lets me go so i'm just trying to make it smooth sailing it's gonna be all gravy from here i i Mm -hmm. hope i that is my hope and prayer for you (laughs) for us all honestly i'll tell you what i have been like in and out of lucidity for like (laughs) 10 days, I swear. But I I took Paxlovid. And when I tell you, Keegan, you've taken it, right? I have not taken it because the last time I had COVID, <sighs> Anthony had COVID at the same time. He took it. And I swear to God, he complained more about the side effects from the Paxlovid than he did from the COVID itself. And so I was like, I'm not taking that. I'll just muscle through it. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Believable. Because honestly, I will tell you, here's the thing. If it didn't, if it wasn't for the long-term COVID effect or the long, uh, long COVID, you prevention. know, reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prevention. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken it either. I'll tell you what, I, I was having weird dreams. It gave me, it gave me um, restless leg syndrome. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so literally annoying. I could not sit still. Like I couldn't sleep. I was up to like five thirty for like two nights in a row, Oof. just tossing and turning and moving my legs, and I couldn't, and I, I just couldn't get comfortable. It was absolutely awful. However, during that time, I watched plenty films mm-hmm. and TV shows, <laughs> so I have a yeah, lot to share. You texted me about Lady Chatterley's Lover, and Girl, I, I believe that you have a correction to issue to our audience because <clears throat> I believe I said it was mid. And you have other thoughts. I think that you need to revisit it. Um, here's here's what I th- here's what I here's what I'll say. I think that your expectations were like, oh, this is going to be fucking spicy. Yeah. And so, because people were like, holy shit, this movie is fucking spicy. So you went into it with like this really high expectation. Where I was like, ugh, I guess I'll watch it. I'm sick. Whatever. What else am I doing? Christina said it's mid. So I was like, I didn't give it too much. Right. Right. Girl, when I, I was, t- I had to pause it three times during one single scene. <laughs> For I was what? Like, what were you pausing it to so- do, Cassie? Text you guys <laughs> to be like, Christina, filthy, filthy mm-hmm. mouth mills. I, do- I, 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 I shook. I, he grabs her hair he's she said i do not want to be a lady with you and she he grabs her hair mm-hmm. girl i thought i was gonna roll out of bed <laughs> i said wait and then i paused it to text you like your filthy mouth and i said wait a second so i played it again and he t- grabs her around the throat i just i was like well pause again got a text you got how fucking ever dare i took a picture of it <laughs> How dare you? I think I was so spoiled. Hot. I think for me, the the benchmark has now been set, at least in my mind, at Bridgerton mm. season two. 
And if it's I, not if it's not that, I'm like mm, mid. <laughs> I will tell you. It, 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 here's the thing. Here's the difference because you're talking Bridgerton, which is a series of of multiple episodes in which they they have that time to really play into that that heat. Yeah, where you don't have that time in a movie. Mm, that's to, true. To uh, you know, so the heat that it gives you. It is less of the will they won't they, right? Because you kind of know that they will, right? That doesn't have that kind of like, ooh, tension. It's got, but it's it's hot when it's hot. Yeah. So, listeners, I don't know, I'm interested. We, I'm gonna watch it. I'll be the tiebreaker here. I'll let you know. You okay. Although I have I'm a feeling that my standards are lower. I don't know. I think my standards for romance is higher because like I roll yes. my eyes a lot through through most romance but I think my standards for spiciness might be lower like I'm just like oh yeah that feels good enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> for, a, for well, a Netflix and, movie you know <laughs> like, and it's it's a period exactly. piece too which I know Keegan you and I both I dig both enjoy mm-hmm. so yeah definitely tie break it but also listeners if there's some spicy movies out there that we should be Fucking watching on Netflix them. Let's do this. Yeah. Netflix gets Send weird, them. man. Netflix gets weird. I didn't watch that like what was that? 364 days or whatever that was. I did. I, did uh, okay, thoughts? I totally did. It's it tries too hard. It it's fine. That's the vibe it I really, got. Really, That's the vibe really, really once. I mean the they're listen, the chemistry between the two of them is good. The sex scenes are uh, are good. But it's trying so hard to be Fifty Shades. Something. It is. It's trying to be Fifty mm. Shades. It's it's and it's fine. But I I'm not like oh will I watch it again? Well have I thought about it since I watched it? Not really. I did I watch all of them though? Yes I did. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yes I did. You know what else I watched is um, all the after movies and those were actually pretty good. I will tell you that hero. Oh my god. Sorry, my cat is now scratching on the fucking door. Hold on one second. I'll come back and tell you about after. After? I don't think I've heard of... I've heard of that series. That series doesn't look good to me. But what do okay. I know? Again, I, I don't think it's even shown up on my Netflix. I think it's like YA. Cassie can correct us here. Cassie is after like a YA... Yes. No. Yeah. No. N- no, it's not. It gives not. me it's YA a- vibes. Is it not? It has. It, here's why: because the the characters uh, are um, take place like college. It's like first year at college kind of situation, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Like it's really uh-huh. so. It's it's that age group, but it was. It's written and it's a it's a spicy romance. Okay, so uh, it is know. like an adult. Yes, not like an yeah, adult XXX, adult. just like an adult <laughs> X. Okay. It's an okay. adult X. Okay. Maybe X and a half. All right. All right. X and a half. Great. I love yeah. this this system we've got going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not 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 quite triple X, but it is it is um it is spicy. And the books I th- are pretty are pretty spicy. And they are for adults. It's an 18 plus genre for sure. It's a TVMA, if as it were. <laughs> but um and it's good. They do a good job of kind of building the tension. The the latest one is out. Um it, it it's fine as well again it's it's kind of all that falling uh post 50 shades type situation 
he's like the bad boy, right? It's got yeah. a lot of that kind of. But where do you where do we it. find those? Like in the olden days, you used to go to like Showtime after dark or whatever right. Cinemax. Well, those were Cinemax. That shit was just straight porn. Like that was <laughs> well, porn. Yeah. You were watching <laughs> porn, porn with a storyline. Yes, I <laughs> remember exactly right. because I used and to watch difference. those at my friend's house when we were way too young but like I, we knew they had it and so yeah. when their parents went to bed it was like tiptoe tiptoe into the living room and mm-hmm. the shit that i saw at an age when i was way too young inappropriate it was okay i'm gonna be pretty graphic not safe for work if you're driving with your children which some people have written who hasn't said that they do <laughs> listen <laughs> Don't with their that. kids in the car. So maybe fast forward through this and come back and listen when you're alone or put your headphones on. But I was way too young for this. And I was at my friend's house and we put on one of those. And mm-hmm. it was this woman who was trying to like get revenge for her husband's murder and somehow got access to, I guess her husband's murderer was in jail and managed to get access to the jail and seduced the was in the jail cell and seduced this guy and the way that it can't she, be that hard to seduce somebody in no, jail no and, but Cassie, the way she chose to kill him so she she killed him via poison and you want to know how she did it she put the poison on her areolas and he sucked her. <laughs> how does that not kill her it don't ask too many questions Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that how stuck does that with not me forever because i was just like this is the most even at that young age i was like this is the most out of the box banana shit <laughs> i've ever fucking seen yeah but you're yeah. still thinking about it it's 30 abso- years you're later absolutely no, right. yeah. can the after movies do that can the after wow. movies do that for me probably not <laughs> and see and that formed a hardcore memory it's like sense a, memory salt on your brain completely i can remember it like it was yesterday i know what that woman looked like i know what her boobs looked like to this day can't tell you what the man looked like can't tell you at no. all no, no. <laughs> nope not at all oh my that's god hilarious. but that's that's what i'm looking for there's got to be an app or a channel that's all like fucking like skinamax I movies you, I, you can we have still find those movies yeah you can still find the after dark movies and, and like i know what you're talking about because it is different like you don't necessarily want just porn no. you want something porn adjacent yeah. <laughs> which, is, yeah, which was Skinamax, <laughs> and I, I just, I, it wasn't for me. I, I don't like that. Like, I either want that real sick tension, uh, that like, oh god, like that makes your whole body bubble. Yeah, yeah, and that to me is what happened. I think a little bit more, and like you're saying, in Bridgerton, I thought that was great. Me too. Um, I will tell you, I did watch another show that I can't tell you how I feel about it. It was sexy, but I can't, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. Okay. And I can't quite grasp what my emotions are coming out of it. Oh, I'm intrigued. And it's called Tell Me Lies. And it, oh. it's like a 10 on Hulu. I watched it. You did? There's only one season, I, right? Yes. Yes. I watched that. It is sexy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's kind of hot. I enjoyed it. But it also it. is like. It had some holes for me where I was just like this. There were things about it where I was just like, this isn't great. But did I watch the whole first season? And did was I upset that they didn't have a season two? Yes, I was. 
Oh, they're going to, I think. I Are think they? that's still because up in the that air. That was years ago that that one came out. Oh, I thought it just came out last year. I don't think so. I think I watched oh. it a while ago. But but I don't, and I keep looking because I'm like, do I want to watch the second season? Yes, I do. Even though the yes, first season was like because they do leave it bit hanging. Well, here's mm-hmm. the here's well here's the crux of it all. There isn't a second book. There's only one book. Mm, I see. So, maybe, but they left it on maybe. a cliffhanger, and they. They do. They kind of yeah. let leave you hanging a bit yeah. of like, how did this end up this way? Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard because I I feel like it's like I don't know whether I like these characters. I don't know whether I hate all of the characters or just some of the characters or if I like I don't know. It really fucks with your emotions. But it is hot. It is hot. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got something something new. <laughs> Because I just finished, well, because we were in our holiday hole, I finished mm. uh, The Crown, uh, which I didn't like the second half of the season that much. Um, I stopped. I, I haven't gotten into that yet. I stopped after the episode after Diana died. And then I was just like, I kind of don't care what happens now. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. There's mm-hmm. there's one episode that I thought was was pretty, pretty good. But yeah, overall, I was just kind of like, meh. Um, but Gilded Age season two, loved. Okay. loved. All right, I have to watch it. I started it, and I actually almost started it the other day, and I was like, again for the third time. I've literally watched the first episode no less than two and a half times. It's I it's very. Just, if you didn't like Downton Abbey, I don't think I that love, you'll like. Yeah, it's, I love Downton Abbey. It just takes a, loved it. It takes a minute to get into because at first yeah. I was like really didn't care about Cynthia Nixon's character. I was like, what yeah. is this? It's very weird. But then by this season, she made me cry tears. Okay, okay. I, just I felt was like the acting was not good. PMSing. Oh, but okay. <laughs> to be fair, but to be fair, you want to know what yeah. I've been doing with my holiday break? What I've been watching over my holiday break, all of the Friday the 13th movies. I have seen the first five Friday the 13th movies. Merry fucking Christmas. (laughs) Jesus. I love this for you. Actually, Keegan, I love this for you so much. You know, listen, I love it for me too. These movies are so formulaic. They are not good. Um, but there's something weirdly comforting about that. Like, you know, someone's going to die by getting stabbed from underneath a bed. That's gonna happen. Obviously, there's yeah. gonna be boobs mm-hmm. within the first 15 minutes. That's gonna yeah. if there's happen. not, is it even a Freddy the thir- you know no. Friday the Thirteenth movie? What I didn't, <clears throat> what I didn't realize was that Jason. I had to keep watching because I watched the first one right, yeah, and then I watched the second one, and in the second movie, Jason doesn't have a mask. He just has like a no. burlap sack tied around his yeah. head. Oh, that's right. So I was like, I have to keep watching these movies because like, I need to know when the mask is introduced. It's not introduced till halfway through the third movie. And then I was just, by that that point, I saw that Corey Feldman was in, Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover are in the fourth movie. So I was like, all right, here we go. (laughs) You got to go into the fourth if that's the case. Which one's the one where the masks like take over their bodies? It's not. Wait, that's not, that is a Halloween. That's Halloween three trick or treat. You're right. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yes. Well done. Girl, that movie scarred me for life. I swear to you. I was like, well, never again am I putting a fucking mask on. Yep. Oh, like, man. Like, forget it. Forget it. 
And I feel like it was like Shamrock something or other was the mm-hmm. name of the. Yep. Like I scarred. I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid. And I know that. Yep. So. No, it's <laughs> weird. I, what I encourage in your you head. to rewatch because it's very silly. Like upon it's, watching as an adult. It's, it's, it's silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have two ideas for fuck, Mary kill this week then. All right. Okay. I think, I think we fuck, Mary kill leading men from romance movies or books. Or I was going to say we fuck, Mary kill like Freddie, Jason and. Uh, oh my oh, God. What a way to Mike bring Myers. in the new year. <laughs> I know. That you know, feels like maybe we should hold that out for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've I'm surprised done it. we haven't done that at Halloween before. Um, we might but, have actually now that I say it. But maybe not. Actually, I don't think I don't think that we have. The thing with romance. <sighs> All right. I mean, we, we got can, the Bridgerton guys. We got it. Yeah, that's true. We opened yeah. a you wide got a lot. array. You, you got know what? Big, we okay. got that book we read. We all read. Wait, Keegan. I haven't Her finished time. it. Listen. No. I can't. What? I'm not. Look. <laughs> I'm not in the mental headspace <laughs> to be consuming. <laughs> Honey, it will be there when you're ready. That's when right. I, when exactly. I am ready to finish it. it. I will say, because we haven't covered this with the listeners, because um, episodes back... Cassie and Christina both. Uh, this book has been brought. At this point, we should be asking for a commission from, Honestly, from Anna, Anna Wang. Yeah. Yeah. We should be asking for a commission because Cassie brought it up because she was the first person to read it. And so then Christina read it and was, you know, endorsed. Number yeah, two. Highly. And so I, I got it because I have Kindle Unlimited. So I was like, let's see what this is about. Mm-hmm. I can say it is one of the better romance because you know how i feel about like romance erotica books rather books yes is like i end up rolling my eyes through all of it and yes there are tropey things in this book there have to be because that's just part of the genre um but but it is actually pretty well written as far as like having a real structure to the book yeah um the characters i feel like are pretty well written pretty well rounded i know who they are i know what they do i know what their family lives are like that's something Some you can't always say. Too. Yeah, they're, so they're believable. And then the sex scenes. I might. I uh, if if you're looking for spice, if you watched if you watched Lady Chatterley's Lover and you're like not enough, <laughs> you can pick up this book. It's like, called should Twisted. Exactly right. Read this book because it, it was hot. Yeah, yeah, Twisted Hate. First of all, we haven't even mentioned the name of the book. Twisted which Hate. We should. Do. Yeah, Twisted Hate. Oh yeah. Yeah, Twisted and hate. so I so it is a enemies to lovers book. Mm, um, mm, mm. I I did read half of it in like a day, and then I didn't pick mm-hmm. it back up because my life has just been spinning out of control, um, <clears throat> and so I haven't had the opportunity. But when I am ready, oh, it's I, there for you. It was, it, it's I, there. I, and I and I trust it to be there for me when I need it. <laughs> okay, that's my ringing endorsement. There it's, we it's, go. It's a hottie. Listen, I think it'd be fun. You know, romance leads. Okay. All right. And it can be books or movies. Books or movies. Mm-hmm. Your choice. Okay. Now, I'm not going to choose Darcy because I always do. I, and, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to throw everyone for a loop. And I'm going to do, um, God, is it Jane Eyre uh, uh-huh. with Michael Fassbender in it? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to do Rochester. Rochester. Oof. Oh, I, I have a walking red flag, that man. 
All right. Bad decisions. 2024. Um, Okay. Look, this is a bit of a curveball because I I would usually pick a book because, you know, the Air Sisters or not the Air Sisters, the Bronte Sisters were like my number ones. I preferred reading Bronte to Austin even uh, growing Mm -hmm. up, but I also loved all the Jane Austen books and everything like that. But I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball and I'm going to go with Jack Dawson from Titanic. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jack Gosh. Dawson. Um, Leo DiCaprio, floppy right. haircut. <clears throat> all right. I um, also kind of broke. So, you know, very. Yeah. Rochester's, <laughs> Rochester's rich. At yeah. least. Well, I mean, exactly. he also like if you get a little to uh, you know head up he's gonna lock you in the attic yeah so, <laughs> so pick your poison pick your poison jack dawson right. would never nice. jack dawson would never lock you in an would? attic i'll i'll say that he doesn't have an attic he doesn't have a, he can't afford an attic <laughs> fair, fair 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 um all right Cass. all right i'm gonna go for a classic my worst date um i'm gonna do the duke of hastings Roger Jean Page. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, from the first Bridgerton. Okay. From the first Bridgerton. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Ooh. Well. Yeah. He's got daddy issues. He does. I mean, they're all problematic. Yeah, they got problems. I mean, he will yeet himself off of you. You know what? I have to say, I <laughs> and think on Jack you. Dawson, I think <laughs> Jack Dawson you. is the least problematic of these three. I'm not gonna lie. He's really? poor. He's poor, but mm. he's he treated Rose nice. I I I don't have any issues. That's true. That's true. He's a he nice person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, In the beginning, but I mean, long term, he died for her. <laughs> and she pushed unnecessarily. Him off. Unnecessarily. No, they you. both went through too much unnecessarily. She, she didn't need to be doing all that either. You knew him for three days, girl. Yeah, sir. Exactly. But yeah. anyway, but you know that yeah. the dick had to be good then because three days. That dick was so She didn't get good. on the lifeboat. stigmatized. <laughs> yeah. No. She's like, not with this dick. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. I'm going down with a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So, but man, is, is the Duke of Hastings so fine? God, he's so fine. God oh, damn. That's hard. I'm going to marry him. Daddy issues be damned. I'm going to marry him. I'm going to marry him. You know, he did. He has the ability for growth as displayed Mm -hmm. in throughout the series. You you don't want kids. So it's a match made in heaven. Oh, yeah. We're going to have any issues. Child free. Richie rich lifestyle in the English countryside. I fucking Hmm. love it. I dig it. Yeah. They have sex everywhere in that show. All throughout that manor house. Everywhere. Um, I am going to fuck Jack Dawson. I got to see go. what it's like. I got to give, you know, and you know, like, it's just, I don't know that I want that forever, but for a fling. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think he'd be a great fling. You get to have sex in that mm. old timey car. Great. <laughs> He's got a skill. He can draw me like one of his French girls. I love that. Oh, and yeah, Rochester, yeah. who did I love him? Whenever I was a problematic teen, absolutely. Uh, mm. As an adult, but you've grown since then. Yeah, a number of issues. A number of issues. He's a very uh, Michael Fassbender, hot, very hot, so brooding, hot. 
brooding weirdly attractive of course we all know that Mm -hmm. um but i feel like he has a lot of trauma he needs to work through he needs some Mm. therapy he can work it out on me Uh, i'm sure yeah yeah and i'm sure it would be good um but then you gotta get the fuck out you gotta get the fuck out because I don't trust. Otherwise, him you'll get abusive. locked in the attic. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, that's why I'm gonna fuck him because I think yep. I think Same. that night would be good, and then I'll just like get on the horse in the morning and wind flying through my <laughs> hair. Yep, right off into it's, the sunset. It's misty. It's because you're yes. riding on the moors for some reason. Yes. Yeah. Uh- mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I'm gonna do the same as you, Keegan. I'm gonna marry the Duke of Hastings. Yeah, it's a I, good choice. I'm, completely fine you can yeet wherever you need to absolutely good, sir. i am yeet, not yeet, picky really no nah, me either we gonna have some fun it's a nice house and we yeah. gonna fuck all over it so that's exactly yeah, right i am doing the same thing i am going to marry duke of hastings and i am gonna fuck because it's gonna be a fuck yeah michael fassbender oh my god I do feel like Rochester, there is the possibility that he will cry after. Because I, I, I think like he's dealing with Jack some, will cry. He's dealing with some deep shame, Rochester, I think. You know, he feels bad that his wife is locked up in the attic. Not bad enough to do anything about it. Correct. But I do think he feels he feels bad about that. Um <laughs> so <laughs> You're like he feels guilt, so that's there's there's some guilt there. He's not a complete monster. So okay, wow, nice, nice one. Ah, oh. we do have a new uh, patron, so yes, I want to give yes. a big worsty welcome shout out to Danielle Lund. Thank you for joining us on Patreon. Uh, like we said at the beginning of this episode, or did we? Did we even, or did we do that for the shorty? We are recording remotely this week. We did. Um, oh yes, we did. Okay, so. We are recording remotely this week. So, Danielle, we will get your rewards to you out as soon as we are all back together again so we can write you your handwritten love note from the three of us. Um, But your rewards are coming. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. If you have any recommendations for movies you'd like us to watch, we just watched Quills, uh, which what a nightmare film. Um, Honestly. Next or this month for the month of January, we will be watching City of Angels with Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage. So you are definitely going to want to tune in for that one. (laughs) I got to be honest. I don't know how I'm so nervous because I remember bawling my eyes out. I think it's going to make me cry. Certainly. Yes. Yeah. but I'm ready for it. Look, I think a good cathartic winter cry might just be the ticket. What you need. Yep. Yep. Like just what the it. doctor ordered. Yep. <laughs> well, you guys want to take five and then we'll come back with stories. That sounds good. And we're back. All right, Christina, kick us off with stories. Okay. I, first of all, I hope that this story I'm about to tell isn't true or is exaggerated. If not, it might be the most bananas thing I've ever read. Um, Oh, no. So here we go. It's been a while since this happened. And my friends say this story is hilarious. So I thought I'd finally tell it. When I was 18 in summer break, I was hanging out with my friend. Let's call her Jen for dinner. 
She and I were talking about relationships when the topic of sex came up. Jen had asked me something about how many people I had slept with. Being truthful, I told her that I am still a virgin. She took this as her chance to budge questions about why and wanting all the details. And I just told her I'd never been in a relationship long enough and that time just never came. I mean, you're 18. So they're 18. I know. Yeah, to yeah. Me, I was a virgin uh, at 18. Like you're like 40. <laughs> I was a virgin at 18. That is such a, why would you press someone so weird like that at that age? And that's a, yeah, that's weird. It's not like you're it is in your 40s or whatever. Right. After that, we continued talking about our relationships and experiences. And Jen asked me what I thought about the idea of starting a friends with benefits deal with her. We were already very open with each other. And I've known that she was a very sex positive person for a while. So this wasn't a big shock. After I went quiet, trying to process what she had just asked, she asked me if I would like to talk about it more at her place. Being the horny 18-year-old boy that I was, the offer seemed like more than a good idea. When we get to her dorm room, we sat down and talked about what this would mean for us and how would we go about making a friends with benefits situation. After a long talk, one thing leads to another and we end up making out on her bed. This actually so far is very like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get so out what, responsible for yeah. an 18 year olds. Yeah, not not a not an issue. So uh, <laughs> we get to taking off our clothes. I remind her I've never done this before and don't know what I'm doing. Jen reassures me saying she can do most of the work this time. All she needs me to do is do as she says and to let her know if I'm ever not OK with something. OK, this is great. Okay. Again, it sounds so far so good. Fine. After I put the condom on, she lays me back on the bed and gets on top and asks if I'm ready. I agree, and things start slow but quickly begin to speed up. Everything was okay for a while until she asked me if I'm okay and if I want to try something to help her out. I tell her I'm doing good and I can do whatever to help her. As she is getting really into it, she asked me if I could spank her. I was already kind of nervous that I would finish before her, so I agreed. I began to nervously spank her lightly. Oh, she that's t- a fresh move. As he's brand a new, <laughs> yeah, he's brand he new at this. I feel like Maybe that's an intermediate. It's an intermediate move <laughs> for a beginner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta let bro level up a, a few levels. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 early. It's early. She tells me to do it harder. I do it a little bit more. But again, still sort of gentle. She tells me she wants it way harder. So you I got the, the cur- wrong guy for this. <laughs> yeah. Why would you like you knew what you were getting into? You got the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I gained the courage to give her a good solid spank enough to leave a red handprint. As I go for the spank, I failed to time it right. And I go for it just as she moves up making me miss and hit yep. my balls. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> Ooh. the spank had enough strength in it that when I hit them, I simultaneously pushed my waist upward, screamed, <gasps> came and vomited upwards, covering oh. both of us. In oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. My God. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Apparently, 
I blacked out after that because the yeah. next thing I remember is waking up a minute later in the fetal position. Oh just, my god. A fucking virgin. This is so mean. This is so I mean, at least he's like can laugh about it now. I mean Imagine oh this being god. your first time though. Like this is yeah. your first time? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about this your like <laughs> memories getting like crossed. Yeah. Your, like your love Rewired. map is all fucked up. Yeah. He literally hit himself as hard as he could in the balls. What oh if he my can God. never Keegan, come Keegan again? Keegan has poison nipples. Yeah, exactly. Keegan has poison like, nipples, but, <laughs> what but this if, guy's got fucking What if he can't ever come again? Like unless, unless he has his balls slapped. <laughs> or 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 he's throwing up. That's just one or the other. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Or both. So what if we, he needs all three to happen simultaneously oh. or it doesn't work? I'm sure there's a place <laughs> he could find to take care of that, man. Um, so I woke up later in the fetal position with my hands still holding my sore balls and still covered in puke. I looked at the end of the bed where Jen was sitting, covered in puke, staring at me in silence with the most confused yet angry stare I've ever seen someone make. Listen, After you angry. can't be angry. Like, obviously, he didn't do it on purpose. You oh, can't be angry not. when someone throws up on you. Like, you can be grossed out. You can be yeah. inconvenienced. You can be annoyed. But you can't be angry because nobody, unless unless they he throw up on you on purpose. But that. nobody throws up on anyone on purpose, right? I, as um, far as I know, Keegan, uh, listeners I mean, unless prove that's, us wrong. Unless that's, <laughs> your, unless that's your kink. Unless that's your kink. Unless, unless that's now his new kink. It is someone's kink, I'm certain. Sure. Oh, man. But. After what felt like an extremely long minute, I decided the best thing to do in this situation was to get up off the bed, put on my pants, grab my stuff, and walk home. Oh, that sweetie. That is, to this day, the most humiliating night of my life. She didn't let you use the shower? Uh, dude, I think Damn. he. I think he just bounced. I don't know if she was like, "Get the fuck out" or whatever. He was just like, uh, "I." That's um, head out. Truly a walk like. of shame, covered in vomit, Oof. sore yeah. balls. <laughs> oh my god! Just like <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my Horrible. god! He just erupted like a geyser. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> oh, dreadful. Okay, I'll go next. <clears throat> So I, 26 male, haven't been very lucky with Tinder until last week. I super liked this girl, Kara, 21 female, fictional name. And to my surprise, we matched. She was responding to my messages, although she herself admitted that she was a bad texter and would often leave me on red, which was not a problem for me. Uh, okay so mm. i finally <laughs> listen some people are bad texters uh. however because i've been there myself where i will read a text message and i'll be in the middle of something and then i'll like hours later be like oh my gosh i meant to respond to that person and didn't respond however yeah. Yeah, i think but not somebody important right right or if it is important i was legitimately like i was recording with you guys i was in right. doing something where i needed to give it my full attention you know yeah um yeah However, how do how do you feel about saying 
off the bat because part of me is like okay she's being honest that she's a bad texter but part of me is also like i feel like being a bad texter is a a bad communicator is a choice that you're making that's exactly right that's true and he says that works for him so maybe that is fine i know that that wouldn't for me you know like communication is so vital to me that it's not that it's not even like you have to answer my texts right away exactly that's That's what i was gonna say I but don't expect resp- like an immediate response from immediate. anyone. Everybody is right. living their lives. I don't expect immediate responses from anybody. I just want to know that you're at least paying attention to it or like you need to like I would love even if you don't respond for hours when you do respond, I would love like a thoughtful response. I would love a response right. period. Yeah. You know, at some point. Okay. Anyway, so I finally had the balls to ask if she wanted to meet up. She agreed. Yay. Now I wasn't going to slack on this opportunity. It was the first date I had in five years. I needed to work hard on it. First of all, I made a list of possible topics to talk about based on what I knew of her. This is so fucking adorable. That's epitome. If, if they want to, they will. If they want to, they will. That's exactly right. Also, this is, and this is someone who hasn't had a date in five years. So maybe he's, you know he's green again he's getting back out there but like mm-hmm. somebody who's leaving you on red is probably not worth this much not worth all that effort uh, because you yeah. are doing so much more than they're doing already already even yeah. by thinking this way so he made a list of possible topics to talk about <clears throat> she seemed to be a very active feminist so i read some bouvoir to not be caught off guard if she asked my opinion on anything related Oh my god. My heart is breaking. Yes. She also happened to be pursuing an art degree. I found out there was an exhibit of this 70s postmodern artist and got two tickets. Again, I kind of read a bit about him so I could give my input if asked. Oh my gosh. And finally what? Yes. person is i'm i'm falling in love actually sweet <laughs> and finally she seemed to be very into holistic things like tarot etc so i found this coffee place that kind of fit into the theme that we could meet up at the perfect i, mean, I know the perfect date was set we would meet for coffee talk a bit and then head to the exhibit if i got lucky maybe a kiss at the end I met her at the door and we went inside. The place was very nicely decorated, so we spent some time looking at all the little sculptures and art pieces on the walls. Then enters Dave, fictional name. Some of them are for sale if you're interested. I'm also doing a tarot reading today, says Dave. Uh, uh, We should totally get a reading, Kara said. Sure, seems interesting. Big mistake, in parentheticals. Oh, no. We went to a table nearby and the guy pulled the deck, if that's what it's called. The guy proceeds to do whatever and talking about her life choices and so on. He got personal. I could see the effect it had on her. She kept looking deeply at his eyes as he laid out what she could be struggling with emotionally. I felt kind of left out, to be honest. Time went by and they're still talking about life, relationships, etc., Now I'm really bothered by this. So I try to break it off by saying, so do you want to go to the exhibit? I think it'll close in an hour or so. She smiled, looked at Dave and said, dude, you would totally love this exhibit. You should totally go with us. 
Oh. And there oh, you have it. God. She invited tall, handsome Dave to the exhibit, and he agreed. They kept talking the whole way there. At the door, I oh. pretended to take a phone call and left, saying that there was an emergency. She said that it was a bummer, but didn't seem very sad about it. I went oh. home and cried in the shower. Oh. I <laughs> I've never felt so useless in my entire life. This dude just snatched my date away and all I could do was watch it. I didn't have very oh. high expe expectations for how the date would end, but holy shit. Oh, Poor baby. One thing I can say for sure is someday he's going to make somebody feel mm -hmm. like a fucking queen. He's you know? not the mm -hmm. problem. She's the problem. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the you. Amount, For sure. The amount of effort that he put in and thoughtfulness, he's just going to make an incredible partner to whoever gets to yep. spend time with it. and the right person. I, I know. It just it's just I just want to go give him a hug. He went home and cried in the shower. Oh my baby. god. We've all been shower there. Shower baby. Shower cries yep. are there's We've all else. been there. Yeah. 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 Shower cries don't count because are they are they tears or are they shower? Nobody cries? knows. Nobody knows except no for knows. the deep guttural sobs. <laughs> so that might be a it's telltale like that sign. Meme from it's the meme from uh, Arrested Development uh -huh. where he's just like that's oh. what I look like. That's what I look like when I'm shower crying. I'm yep. not even fucking kidding. Yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> grabbing the shower. No, it's the best kind. Yes, <laughs> it's the best kind. It's just you know just yep. bury just bring it all up. All right, so I will say that my story isn't that bad. However, it's just, we'll have something to talk about. And it's okay. something that has come up quite a bit that I think is just behavior that we Ooh. can discuss. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so this says, uh, this is from Reddit. It said, I had my worst date ever today. I, 30 female, met him, 33 male on Hinge. He walked in wearing sweats and talking to someone on his phone. He sat down, mumbled at me, then started flicking through the menu while messaging people on his phone. Okay. Dude, I don't need yeah. to be dismissive. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then why, why yeah. am I even here? Why am I here? Right, exactly. After we ordered food, he did finally have a conversation with me, but it was so boring. I asked, what does he do in his spare time? And he said, chilling. Ugh. I asked what he's watching on TV. He said, not much. I asked what he's got planned for the rest of the day. And he said, cleaning. Why are we on a date? He didn't. I don't understand why this person even went. Look, I'm somebody who like lately I haven't been wanting to go out much. I know that though, and I know that I know when I am and am not good. Not going to put it on anybody else. Exactly, yes. I'm not going to put that shit on somebody else. Like, just stay home. Clearly, you're not D in a mood don't. where you want to. You're not in a social mood. Nobody yeah. is you forcing you to, to go date. out. You don't have to date. Yeah. And Maybe I want, you shouldn't. I want to normalize too. Like, if something like that is is happening, I think it's perfectly. I think too, as women, you know, we're always err on the side of politeness obviously because of it's safety scary but if you're yeah. in a public place like in a restaurant i don't think you have to be even rude about it you can be like you know i just don't feel there's a connection or the the conversation's just a little too one-sided or whatever and just be like yeah we're I hope, not clicking I hope, here hope you have a great day 
you know, I'm just, I'm a head out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, every time I tried to find a common interest for us to discuss like music or bars, he said, yeah, it's good. He seemed to lack life experience as well. There was a squid, there was squid on the menu and he asked what it tastes like. I ordered a latte and that tasted like a cappuccino and he asked what the difference was. Now I will say like, that's probably, those are pretty. Yeah. I I don't think that specific. Yeah. yeah, That's, I mean, I, I don't like it, but like I've had squid before, but not everyone has. And I don't think that that's something Mm -hmm. that I, not everyone has had the opportunity to. I don't think that that's something that I would necessarily like judge a person for. And I don't know I've had lattes. I've had cappuccinos. I know they taste different, but could I tell you like the exact reason? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a barista for sure. Um, I asked whether he was introverted or extroverted. He asked what those words meant. Oh, okay. Um, so (laughs) that's, I mean like, yeah, it's just, it it is just a, maybe a lack of like general getting out. (laughs) Um, for me, this seems like maybe more, the issue for me would be not necessarily that he doesn't know that it feels like a lack of curiosity in general. He just has a lack of curiosity, yes. which is more of a turnoff than not knowing That's, the difference between a cappuccino and a latte. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right. It doesn't, I think it has very little to do with those things. I think you get in your head that this is like the problem, but you're absolutely right. The deep down reason of the problem, it's a problem, is because of what you said. A just general lack of an apathy, which we all know we mm-hmm. hate. Turn off. Yeah. Um, Eventually, I gave up having a conversation with him, and we sat there in silence as we finished our drinks. About half an hour, after a half an hour, I said, well, we should probably call it a day, and we left. Like, he was very smiley, good-looking guy, but there just wasn't much beyond that. Even dates I've had where there's no connection, I've at least been able to have a chat. I can't believe how boring this date was. I've recently been messed around by a fuck boy and thought to myself, is this all there is? So Mm. I thought this was an interesting, an interesting. Well, it's not all there is because you got the guy from my date. Well, well, it's right. I know. And then I will say that, uh, I had a couple dates like that in a row when I was single. And that's, that's one of the reasons. And I think I talked about it on the podcast was why I did phone calls with people ahead of time. Mm. Don't waste my fucking time. You know what I mean? If the conversation wasn't hitting, then let's not waste time, makeup, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Yeah. Because that to me, I need to know if that, that connection, that communication, there's chemistry there. And that was a way that I could figure it out without having to traipse around fucking Los Angeles at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday you know, to just no, be it's a really good disappointed, point. you know? No, that's a really good point. Like kind of those, those lead up conversations. Yeah. You might be texting. Well, hell you might even have a good phone call. I almost, I almost suggest just doing like a, a Skype, you know, or a FaceTime or something just to like also just see to, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a visual person. So for me, like I, I know auditory is very important for you, mm-hmm. but I almost like need to see, are you like a visually like are you interested am i am i getting good vibes yeah you know? and there were a lot of people who were turned off by the suggestion of even a phone call so listen yeah. honey if you're not even going to, yeah. to take the effort to hop on the phone with me before we meet then you're probably not going to put no. effort in anywhere else that it matters so then we're not compatible exactly so, i think people exactly. have a lot of 
phone anxiety. I think people don't like they get anxious talking on the phone. I think we're so used to chatting via text or, you know, DMs or whatever, where we have all this time to think about what our responses are going to be like. But that's exactly Mm. why you want to get somebody on the phone, because if they can't if they can't manage that on the phone, they're not going to be able to manage it in person because someone can be a really great texter because they have all this time to craft a perfect response but they're not the communication they're the conversation is bad face to face. And I get the phone anxiety. I understand our society is set up in a way that if you don't ever want to get on the phone with anyone, you never have to, you can order a pizza via text, which was not, or via app, which was not the way it was when we were kids, you know, like that's right. There's every, I, I get serious phone anxiety as well. I, but to that turn Keegan, are you like me where like, I would almost prefer to have a Skype. Like that doesn't bother me as much. I would rather be on the phone than have a Skype because I would be so anxious about wanting to make sure I present well, because I feel like I don't look like myself on Skype. You know what I mean? Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I have maybe Mm -hmm. like Skype or um, (laughs) zoom dysmorphia, like about maybe it's, it's, it's fallout. It's trauma from the pandemic. Right. Where I'm just like, I had to see myself uh, like right now we're on Skype and I'm like, I've, I've, I've had to see myself on this fucking computer for so long now that I would rather do it on the phone. I also get phone anxiety, but I feel like if it was somebody I, to Christina's point, if it was somebody I felt there was potential with or that I liked enough, I would get over my phone anxiety to yeah, get on the phone with them. If it was true. a request of something that was important to them, like I would do yeah. it. You know, I'd make it's the effort. Just, I feel like it's a good middle ground. I feel like you can learn a lot about somebody. You know, you're yeah. just texting back and forth. And to your point, Keegan, it's like they can craft their responses. They could be it could be chat. It could be a chat bot. Yeah. These you days. don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know. People and text and so, talk very differently. Very yes. differently. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. No, that's a really good point. That's honestly, that was kind of my my thought about this this date in general. It's not that it was like an awful date, the worst date in the world, but it was just like that, that kind of thing keeps happening where you kind of, we keep seeing that like, oh, this guy just wouldn't, wouldn't talk or like just short answers. Well, I think that's, they're talking in text. Right. Yeah. I think we, we talked about that a couple of episodes ago, um, where that is my fear. And I always worry about coming across like curmudgeonly or or old lady like about like technology or whatever but I guess my and I don't mean to I never mean to but I think that my fear is like we are losing our ability to focus and communicate and I think that that's everyone I don't think it's specific to a certain generation I think if you wire your brain for long enough to like only be paying attention to a one minute TikTok and then you can scroll if you get bored or mm-hmm. being on Tinder where you can just swipe, 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 swipe until whatever, you know, I feel like we are wiring our brains to only be able to take in so much at a time. So, yeah. of course, people are getting bored in having conversations. and They're getting on their phones because they're bored in the middle of you talking because they're not That's... they don't have the attention span to be able to like sit there but and imagine communicate having with you. that. 
Imagine having that low level of empathy, though, too, to like Mm -hmm. not even understand like how disrespectful that is just to be like, okay, well, I'm not I'm bored with what you're saying. So here I I am over here. I feel like we are going to need to start creating more phone free spaces. And this makes me feel like an old person, but I'm just like. And that's why maybe the movies is kind of great because it's just like people you have to not be on your phone or you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, you know, (laughs) and like but we should be creating spaces where it's just like, all right, when you're in this cafe, you're not allowed to have your phone or like whatever it is, because I think we need to build that muscle back up for us as a society. It's not just any one group. It's like all of us, especially with the pandemic, being our only lifeline, being social media our phones our computers it was our only way to access our friends and our loved ones like i think our brains are fucked like really (laughs) yeah yeah i i i think that i well because i've been talking about this a lot this past year i think i've subconsciously just because of the covid and having to be the the way that we're living the way that we have i feel like this past year i have so and not even like trying, but just have like stopped doing. I just don't care anymore. Oh, it's, it's like, awful. I just it's terrible. Don't care. Like if we're, like, yeah. I don't care. I am I want I'm struggling to, with but that I can't in care. a very real way. It's something that maybe I would like to say that I would hope to change in, in 2024. But like I said in the shorty, I'm doing a real Jesus take the wheel situation with my whole life at this point. But I would like that to change for me because I have... I think as a result of the pandemic and then also just some life stuff that I've had going on in my own life, like I have so much anxiety about leaving the house for Mm -hmm. any reason Mm -hmm. really. And like trying to communicate with people, I get a lot of anxiety about if I have to meet, especially if it's like, if I got to meet somebody one-on-one, I'm always like, what are we going to talk about? Is it going to be awkward? Is there, are there going to be lulls in conversation? Am I going to sound stupid? Like, and these are things that, I think I've always existed on some level because I think they're very human impulses, but not ever for me, not ever to this degree. And I think mm-hmm. it is, it it is something that is more common than we're really talking about as a sure. result yep. of, of lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that myself personally having disassociated myself with so much social media and, and kind of having an apathy toward that fakeness of it is maybe like I kind of almost feel as like the first step to kind of pushing out and going out because I think you're absolutely right. I've also had that same anxiety about like leaving my house, yes. you know, and, yeah, and, yeah, you know, just kind of like, oh, well, because nah, social media doesn't feel not. good either. So then you're just in a state yeah. where you're just no, like, okay, no, nothing feels right. And like, what do you do whenever right. that's the case? Because it's like interaction. This is yeah. interaction in the real world is causing me anxiety. Interaction online is causing me anxiety. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 But I think, yeah, I've, like I said, disconnecting from it. Like, for example, I texted you yesterday, Keegan. I was mm-hmm. like, do you want to go to Iliad, which is like our, like a bookstore here in LA. That's really cool. And I, it was cool because I actually was like, I think, well, first of all, I've been trapped in my house. I have, and I have that strong don't tell me what to do situation mm-hmm. where, oh, you're sick. You can't leave. So I went. Yeah, you've yesterday. never wanted to leave so badly in your whole life. That's when you're not allowed like, to. Ah. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it was actually, I went out, I like, I actually talked to strangers at the, the bookstore. It was, you know, I was like, oh, I forgot. This is nice. This is plenty. This, this hour that I left the house, this is plenty, but that's it, right? It's small doses. And I think too, kind of reminding myself that, you know, getting like shutting that social media door down for a bit and just kind of being like, that's not reality. That's not real. And what is real is like those little small interactions I had just being like, oh, hey, oh, you like, oh, I love Dickens too. You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a random stranger being like, oh, what's your favorite Dickens book? You know, could they have more Nicholas Nickably here? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's clearly not a popular book, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and those just stupid little small interactions are like, oh, like that kind of allowing me to have a little humanity seep back in. Uh, like I said, an hour was plenty. Did I come home and like lay down on my bed like I was exhausted? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is a, it is a muscle. It and that's what I mean is just like all of that is a muscle that needs to be built back up. And I think we've been neglecting that as a culture just in general. Like we've been neglecting human connection in real life, like IRL human connection for too long and i think it's going to take like a concentrated effort (laughs) to try and like get that back you know yeah all that to say good luck uh out there dating (laughs) because it's so true (laughs) uh, (sighs) if if you know the answers uh well i mean i've read a lot of articles purporting uh to saying the same things that you guys were saying nobody has any answers so far so you know fingers crossed like you said, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're here for you. We'll hand take, it we'll over. Get, we'll get through this together. Hand it over yep. to the universe, you know, and just exactly. hope it all turns out okay. That's that's all you can do sometimes. Yeah, I it think, will. I think I saw a TikTok that said that their 2024 motto was going to be, the fuck that got to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and not the truth. Not a bad motto the fuck that got to do with me i'm like not a goddamn thing no just let it let it go i'm gonna write that down on a feel that right calligraphy it (laughs) cross cross stitch it yes cross stitch that in a pillow yeah good reminder well you guys want to take five and then we'll come back with the tainted love sounds good let's do it cool and we're back all right. I was very, very high note for what I know is going to be a very sad story. Yes. Um, so I I want to preference this tainted love with a very serious, very strong trigger warning um, for domestic violence um, and also uh, drug use, if that's something that triggers you. One of the things that I stumbled upon when I was, you know, just searching through all the different streaming channels was this uh, documentary called the fire that took her on Paramount plus. And I have to say it is one of the most disturbing things I've ever watched in my life. So um, I'm going to tell the story here because I think it's very, very important. And then you can decide if you want to watch. Um, But I personally really uh, am hate that i've seen it um Mm. and i will never ever forget it or be able to unsee it and it was very powerful to me so i'll just dive into the story because i think that there are important things that we can talk about and take away from and um so yeah just dive in 
<clears throat> at a busy Speedway gas station in Gahanna, Ohio, on August 2nd. Oh, my tw- God. Yeah. 2015, bystanders were horrified to witness a man pour gasoline on a f- woman and set her on fire. The couple was seen arguing before the woman went to sit in the grass behind the station. Moments later, the man approaches her with a lighter as she tried to get away. A panicked 911 caller alerted authorities who came quickly and another bystander helped with a fire extinguisher. The woman, Judy Malinowski, was barely alive. Holy shit. Police immediately followed to the hospital to interview the man, Michael Slager, who witnesses identified as the perpetrator. He claims that they had just filled up and Judy, his girlfriend, must have gotten gas on her. When she asked for a cigarette and he went to light it, she caught on fire. However, police were were witnesses. Yeah, Yeah. sir. (laughs) You dumbass. There was like tons of people who saw it. So for one, her her clothing was so badly burned and it was mostly concentrated on her back. And the flames were so brutal that there had to be more than just a small spill of gas. Also, the whole incident had been witnessed by people who saw him pour gasoline on her, then come back with a lighter. Finally, the whole incident was captured on video (gasps) camera because they were right by an ATM. Oh, So Michael changed his story then. And this is the reason why I say be very fucking careful if you are to watch the the documentary because you will see it happen and it's extremely upsetting um michael changed his story then and said they had argued and she poured pop on him so he retaliated with gasoline that's that's not equal to retaliation that's not what the fuck dude then he says she asked for a cigarette and he thought that she had taken off the shirt with the gas and didn't think twice about going to her with a lighter and police were also skeptical of that. It's like, okay, so you're going to be in an argument that's so heated that you pour fucking gasoline on her. And then 30 seconds later, hey, can I have a cigarette? She asked for a cig- yeah, exactly. That's no, we've that's all not been how in arguments any of this before. Work. We know that that's not how that works. <laughs> right. So meanwhile, Judy was not expected to survive. One of the nurses interviewed says there is an equation for mortality which is based on the patient's age and percent burn. Judy was 31 with horrific burns over 80% of her body, putting her at 110% mortality. And she she lay in a coma for months as prosecutors built up a case. So Judy Malinowski was born in 1982 in Columbus, Ohio, eldest daughter to a well-off family uh, residing in New Albany. She was a popular homecoming queen and attended Ohio State, married young, and had two daughters. However, things went bad in 2006 when she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Ugh. She, she had to have a hysterectomy, and after the surgery, was prescribed opioid painkillers. Oh, oh, yep. so devastating. I hate like, this. I know. Like so many other Americans, she became God addicted damn. to the prescription. And they interview her mom on there. Her mom's like one of the biggest 
guilty things that she feels in her life is she's like, no, the doctors prescribed it to you. Just take it as prescribed. You'll be okay. And of course, like, well, why wouldn't you feel that way? We were all brought up to trust doctors to believe what they say. They know more than you. You didn't go to medical school, you know? And as we know now, of course, like the pharmaceutical industry, um, and in particular, the people who are manufacturing opioids really downplayed. The Sacklers. Yeah, the Sacklers. They very much downplayed the um, addictive properties of these drugs. Yeah. Like we just didn't, we had no way of knowing. Of, I, of course, you would say take it as prescribed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been that mom too. I yeah. mean, if, you know, hindsight, of course, yeah. knowing, but like just. How would we yeah. know? So when the insurance ran out, she had to turn to uh, other ways to mm-hmm. treat her addiction, and she became addicted to heroin. Yeah. The addiction destroyed her marriage, and her family actually stepped in with a lot of love and support to help with her daughters. She went to rehab in 2015 and was sober and committed to rebuilding her life. And then by chance, she connected on Facebook with an acquaintance of her ex-husband, Michael Slager. The two went out and it was quickly apparent this guy was a terrible influence. They were like inseparable after the first time that they went Mm. out. But it's because Michael, who is not a user provided drugs to judy mm-hmm. yeah because he wants to fueling. control her yeah yeah yes yeah totally it's such a red flag um he's not a user so that it's specifically designed to control her and mm-hmm. the two had a tumultuous relationship that soon became abusive michael was possessive often trying to turn judy's mother like because he's the sober one so judy's the one that's like relapsing and judy's like oh look at you know Judy's on drugs again. She can't be trusted. She's like, he's trying to turn her family away from her. It's just like really fucking manipulative. Her mother soon noticed that she had bruises on her though. And that Judy had relapsed. So she tried to get involved. And Michael once choked Judy to the point that she was in fear for her life. And she called 911 numerous times over a dozen calls, but no charges were ever filed her mother believes that because of her past drug use, none of her mm-hmm. complaints were taken seriously, yeah. that she's not the quote unquote perfect victim. So I, I thought that that was important because I, I don't know what needs to change where so even everyone is a human being. So even if someone's had drug use in the past, like I, I don't understand why their complaints aren't taken seriously because i feel like this is just such a common theme in domestic violence and it's really upsetting to me although their relationship lasted only a few months it was so dramatic and disturbing judy would share with her friends and family that she would afraid michael would would kill her if she left for it and, to escalate that fast, I know we've talked about that before too, where like the escalation for domestic violence violence is usually fairly s- slow. But yeah, for this to they, have escalated this quickly in a matter of months is very, very yep. scary. Yeah, yeah, months. So finally in August 2015, Judy had been accepted into a drug rehabilitation program and Michael offered to drive her, but they would never make it there. 
Okay, interjecting here, I want to reiterate that I think anybody dating should absolutely Google or use one of those sites to mm-hmm. look up something. So I'm, I am yep. definitely not, I do not want to victim blame at all, but I do think that like that is something that I felt was very useful. Um, it is something I've told my mom to do and it has saved her um, mm-hmm. some trouble. Uh Google somebody before you go out with them. Um, because if you do Google, Michael Slager has a extensive criminal history of menacing, making false police reports, domestic violence, assault, rape, petty theft, endangering children, sexual battery, disorderly conduct, stalking, resisting arrest, Jesus failure Christ. to register as a sex offender, and obstructing official business. I... And yet when police were called, they believed fucking him over Judy. I also can we have a conversation about how f- wacky our justice system is where it's like we have people serving life sentences for like marijuana mm-hmm. possession but you can have yep. a laundry list mm-hmm. of violent offenses just one right after the other right after the other right yep, after yep. the other and like still be able to be out in the world dating mm-hmm. people like that's um just what yeah, is going so on it's, it just feels like there's no it does doesn't make any sense no no it doesn't and now prosecutors admit they were intentionally stalling as they wanted to pursue the death penalty against him for murder <gasps> however yeah. judy woke up shit Despite having severe burns over 80% of her body, she was taken out of sedation to confirm to police oh that my Michael God. had purposely set her on fire. He, so oh she's in an extreme pain. Yeah. I can't imagine most. 80% of your body is burned. Just. Like, I, I, look, if I yeah. accidentally tap my arm taking the pizza out of the oven... <laughs> It is oh all God. you're hearing about for the rest of the night oh, yeah. is like how yeah. much my hand hurts because I accidentally burned it. I can't imagine being taken Ugh. out of like sedation when Ugh. your whole body is suffering third degree burns. Yeah, it's Mm-mm. oh so prosecutors had to try Michael for the lesser charge of felonious assault and aggravated arson. Judy underwent 50 surgeries and resuscitated seven times, but was determined that she wanted to testify against him in trial. Wow. Michael and the fortitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's what I'm sorry. I I am not that strong. I know that. in me. I'd be like, Mm -mm. let me go. Let let karma sort it out, but I'm yeah. no, I, I'm not this strong. And this is the other reason why I want to have people know exactly what she's done. So Michael and his defense realized that if she was to testify, the mm-hmm. jury would fucking hate his guts. Yeah, and as they should. Yeah. So it would also be able to be used in a future murder trial should Judy pass. So he changed his plea to no contest. So not admitting guilt, uh-huh. but he's just not contesting where he got the maximum sentence of 11 years. You've got to be fucking kidding me. For setting a human being on, on fire. Yeah. 
Judy and her family were understandably upset. She said that she feels like she got a life sentence and that his punishment Mm -hmm. was not severe enough. Well, and again, I don't understand. This is a person with a rap sheet as long as your fucking arm. So he does. It's escalated clearly. Escalated, 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 escalated Mm -hmm. until he's done something this heinous. 11 years. He's going to you think he's going to get out and just be like, oh, well, I'm rehabilitated now. No, he's a danger to society. Also, I feel like it's attempted murder. So you fucking failed at it. But that, I mean, if you succeed, it takes away the action. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get why (laughs) I'm like, you should get life. You tried to kill somebody. You, you basically like have at this point, you, you really, it's so Judy's fucking pissed. So her and her family fight for legislation that would increase the maximum sentence for felonious assault in which the victim experiences disfigurement or serious injury yeah. to 20 years. Yeah. She also met with law enforcement and became determined to do something that had never been done before. She was determined to testify in her own murder trial. Judy's condition was deteriorating as she was still in the hospital 18 months after the attack. Wow. Holy shit. Almost a full year. 18 she didn't have over over a full year months? i'm so sorry yeah. i can't math yeah. yes over a full year holy shit her almost two years of her bill yeah also yeah her history of drug use meant they had her on a high dose of pain medications due to her severe burns judy would endure weeks of agony as she weaned off the medication in order to be found quote unquote of sound mind for her deposition Michael so she Slager, had to be weaned off of pain medication when she is yep. still being hospitalized for severe burns. We're talking, these burns are such like people are like, I've never seen this on a person that is still alive. She's missing oh. all her hair, her ears, her fingers. Like it's, it's fucking terrible. Like, and so she was like, no, I'm going to fucking do this. Weans off of all pain medication which is christ i choose so michael slager responds to her wanting to do this deposition by asking to be in the room with her why is that allowed why is that allowed thankfully was was denied so why is that that even something you're allowed to request i it, it shouldn't be it should be shut up like we're so dumb with you but he's he's fighting it. He's still pleading not guilty. So Judy would go on to give a videotape deposition explaining what happened on that day. It's so gut-wrenching and powerful. Her voice just like recounting. She's strong in it too because she gets cross-examined by the defense. And they basically lay into her and put her wow. on trial for her drug use. And she takes it. She takes it. She responds in kind. She's just so sober and intelligent and strong. It's it gives you goosebumps. To Listen, watch. this is one of those things where I'm like, everyone has a right to a defense. Everyone has a right to 
um, knowledgeable, adequate defense. Like, I think that that is so important because we know what our justice system is like and people are falsely accused all the time. Everyone has a right to a good defense. As a human being, I don't Mm -hmm. know how I could look at someone like that on the stand and question them cross-examine them cross-examine them like that like i just i don't think how could you like oh how could you work that case yeah yeah so she's she's obviously they're they're doing the whole thing videotaped from the hospital but uh she held her own she didn't apologize clearly repeated what everyone knew which is that michael slager killed her And on June 27th, 2017, Judy succumbed to her injuries after (gasps) almost two years fighting for her life in the hospital. Holy shit. Michael was charged with first degree murder to which he would plead not guilty. The state of Ohio came back and went for the death penalty. His defense asked to throw out the deposition but because she had been cross-examined by the defense, it was allowed mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And this would be the very first time in our nation's history that someone wow. would testify at their own murder trial. Posthumously. Wow. His defense, uh, you know, wanted to throw it out. But since they wouldn't, his lawyers are like, dude, like, this is not going to end well. And he tried to cut a deal to plead no contest again. Ohio refused and said, we're absolutely not doing a deal where you don't accept fucking responsibility mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. what you've done. And so he finally did plead guilty. He was given life, no parole. And Judy's testimony was played to the court during sentencing, ensuring that her voice was heard. Mm. I just don't know, like... I don't understand how someone is that evil. Like, I really just don't understand. Like, I can't like, I I can't be unkind to somebody without like going home and feeling terrible about it. And like needing to apologize for it. I can't imagine living a life where you are just harming others constantly and taking yeah. no responsibility for it and feeling nothing like you're just wired so wrong. Yeah. It's so sick to me. I, I, I can't, I can't describe how I'm, how is this person the same species as me? It's because scary. it seems so it's unfathomable. Really, it's truly scary to me. It's truly scary to me because it is so counter to the way that I feel like I'm wired. That I don't and, understand how anyone could operate like that without just feeling miserable. Just miserable like amounts said, of guilt. Keegan, this happened in like a few months. Mm. It happened so fast. And I think, you know, there's lots of reasons why I wanted to tell this story. First of all, because I, I think people should hear how fucking brave this woman was I I'd like to let people know how the system will let them down and hopefully find ways that like you can circumnavigate it or maybe like mm-hmm. you know if you could spot the red flags or something um but yes 
silver lining in September of 2017, Judy's law was signed in Ohio. So it did raise the the maximum or the the minimum sentencing for felonious assault. And her family is still fighting to have it adopted federally through Judy's foundation. And Mm. again, I really want to reiterate, if you or someone that you know are experiencing domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or go to thehotline.org. And we can Mm. put those in our show notes as well and on our website um, if you need those resources uh, quickly and immediately available to you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I, I can't, I can't imagine what she had to fight through for two years in order to do that. And, you know, luckily this person is locked away for the rest of their life with no opportunity to be Mm -hmm. out. Um, But yeah, I just, I, I think you, and you said something important too, which is like, you know, the, the treatment that she received because she was on drugs. And I, I, it's just as, I mean, you're not, this isn't less of a human because no. our system got them addicted to something that it, they have no control over. Well, and even, right. even if they made a series of choices that led them to a, a place in their life, it doesn't mean that their life has less value it's just exactly because right. of that. Um, you know, I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. Um, that could have gone any number of ways. And in a lot of ways, I'm just very lucky that it didn't go this way, that way or the other. It wouldn't make me less valuable as a person, exactly right. no matter which way it went, you know? So there's something deeply broken in, Mm. in all, in our society, I think in general, in the way that we, deal with people and feel about people. There's a real lack of empathy and compassion. I see it a lot. You Mm -hmm. know, when we were talking about like being online, you see that all the time too, where, Mm -hmm. you know, I looked at comments under something talking about Matthew Perry's death and there are, you will find people there who feel like they don't need to be compassionate or empathetic or sorry or sad um, because he struggled with addiction issues. And so they think that it's his fault that this happened, you know, like it's just, our lack of kindness is is really sad to me. Yeah, like you said, empathy and compassion. It's just it's completely out the window. Yeah, let's well, just be be nicer in twenty twenty four. I can, can say that. Resolve All right. to do yeah. that. I can resolve <laughs> exactly to do that. Yeah, I can nicer. be on. I can be on board on that mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. I think I'm gonna have the hardest time with that. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm I'm nice. You, I'm, I'm New York nice. You are kind. That's right. That is what you are. You're not nice. Yes. You're kind. That's right. That's right. You're kind. You're not nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, what are we watching this week? I know we were talking about spicy oh. stuff at the top, but got um, anything good? Well, other than watching all of the Nightmare, uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street, it's Friday the 13th, which I will continue to watch. I'll watch all the ones that are on Max, which I think are all the way through, like Jason Takes Manhattan. So... I, that's oh shit. Um, so I'm going to watch all of those. Uh, but outside of that, I did watch and talk about another bummer, um, another kind of look at the system failing. 
I watched I Have Brit Box and I watched The Barking Murders, which I think is also oh. I think it's called The Barking Murders in the US. I think it's called Four Lives if you're in the UK. Um, but it's basically it's a three part series. And I think that my favorite murder might have covered these murders at some point. So if they sound familiar, uh, would be a good tainted love to do. What was it called again? Um, the Barking Murders. Oh here yes, in the US. Yeah. Uh, it's Stephen Merchant, who, if you know Stephen Merchant, um, like tall, lanky actor, mm-hmm. he plays Stephen Port, who was a serial killer in Barking, um, who he was a gay man who murdered gay men, and it was so blatantly obvious that they had a serial killer because all of these men were dying in the same way in the same area, all gay men. Um, but police refused to link the murders, which of course allowed more people to, to get killed. Um, so is this, is this the one where he gets caught because he was trying to stuff them down like a, no, that's Nelson. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, okay. yeah, that's Dennis Nelson. Yeah. This is a, a different guy. And this is again, a, a dramatized, it's not a documentary. It is a dramatized show, three part series. Um, but they do a good job and, but it will make you feel rage it makes you feel so much rage for these families who are saying like, yeah. you know, that doesn't sound like my loved one. I don't think like I, this feels like you need to look into this. All the, this, this other person's now gotten murdered in the same way in this, or has now died in the same way in the same place. Right. I think these are connected and just watching them get shut down over and over well, again. How, and again, how many, so frustrating. We don't value oh, yeah. certain lives. Like there are just certain lives right. that we value less, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you look at, I mean, there's, there's so many examples. I mean, the story I just told that one, you know, when it happens to, to gay people, the missing indigenous women in Canada, yeah. Atlanta child, mm-hmm. like th- Killer, that. Yeah. yeah, that one. It's, it's always, it's like this idea of like the perfect victim. And if you don't fit into that very, very narrow box, it's it can be it's frustrating it's not it's not right right yeah Oof. well I, I you watched i watched uh all of band of brothers on <laughs> one evening uh when i stayed up till 5 30 in the morning holy shit uh, i've seen it before and i'm like i i was just like oh i've been watching um the uh i was watching uh uh antiques roadshow the british version and it, they talk a lot about World War II and like some of the memorabilia they get from that time. Um, but and I was like, oh man, I kind of want to watch Panda Brothers again. God, that movie is so fucking good. Or a show, right? That show, yeah, so yeah. fucking good. I, and I forgot, and I was like, gosh, two thousand one. I was like, is this gonna be good? Oh, uh, it's holds up. Of course it does, because it's the subject matter is so. You know, it's World War Two, right? Obviously, yeah, World yeah, War Two. Yeah. You did just um, say that easy company. That I don't think I did. Maybe, maybe I did. Anyway, it's uh, it's easy company, and um, you know, their kind of journey. It's just, it's if you haven't watched it, you have to fucking watch it. If you've watched it before and it's been a while, I highly recommend a rewatch. It's just as incredible. To, you know, obviously, their true their true story through through what they went through oh it's 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 intense but it's really good nice um so eric and i's uh evening entertainment have been uh all of the john wicks <laughs> oh. <laughs> great 
<laughs> so that's our that's our mindless entertainment um this week. Um I have to say I we were talking during the first one. I was like, I know why this movie is so successful because I was like, there's no no girl or guy watching mm-hmm. that is gonna be like, Oh, that's you're going too far. I'm like they, no. they killed the, they they killed the dog. cutest dog you've ever fucking seen. And like, his <laughs> wife died mm-hmm. and sent mm. it sent him this dog mm. to help him deal with his grief and heal. Mm-hmm. You messed with the wrong man. You messed with the that wrong anger- man, Theon Greyjoy. You fucked up. <laughs> that anger nope. has taken me through all four movies where I'm That's still right. I'm still angry about it. I'm like yeah, no, I think there's more people you got to take care of. I don't feel like we're even yet. <laughs> not quite. We're not quite. Uh, you know? not, haven't quite made it. Yeah. No. Nope. Speaking of puppies. Oh, yeah. Christina. Another one. New, uh, another one. And another, another, another one. one. <laughs> uh, yes. But you guys, are you fostering? Yes. Yes. Uh, we are fostering because he was he was dropped off at the shelter. So first of all, I went to go take care of errands and I Uh-oh. left Eric be alone Uh-oh. for the day. And I get that phone call the one that you recognize immediately from the tone of the voice is like, what do you want? What have you done? What's going what on? Have you done? <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm at the animal shelter. Why? Why are you at the animal shelter? Why are you at the animal shelter? That's the question. It's like, you don't go there. You have to know thyself. Okay. I don't go to the animal shelter unless I'm trying to Mm -hmm. get in trouble because that's how I I got my second cat is like, you're like, we're just going to go look around. No, you're not. No, No, you're not. You're you're not. You're going to come home with another animal. That's what you're going to do. So we have a 50 pound, six month old, great (laughs) Dane pit bull mix. It's going to be a big big boy. That's a big boy. (laughs) He is getting along great with the pack so far. And uh, we had to take him in and get him uh, taken care of. He's already had shots and everything, but we're going to take care of him. And when I say foster, I'm like, we, this is our new yeah dog please friend. oh just, no I've never, met, I've never met two people who are more likely to foster fail than <laughs> oh. you and eric I, never in my life a hundred like i you guys are 100%. going into it like we're fostering like that is the vibe right. exactly right because the way like, no, you're not the no. way though that i was like does this dog end up at the lorenzo's could <laughs> i had this immediate thought our friends, our friends, uh, the Lorenzos, yeah, their dog monsters is getting up there. So mm-hmm. another little black, black puppy. Yeah, he's he's a cutie. He's 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 captured my heart already just a couple days in. So, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I think my my retirement dream is yes. to be able to go into the shelters and get all of the senior dogs oh. out oh. and like. You Just could be do a it home too. for senior dogs. See, oh. that's that's your kindness coming through there. Because yep. like you could handle that. I truly believe of the three of us, mm-hmm. I think Christina, oh, you yeah. are the most capable of like taking senior dogs and giving them what they need throughout the end of their life and handling it with grace. Because I think Cassie and I would just it would fall apart irrevocably every single damaged. Time. Emotional damage. <laughs> Emotional damage. Yes. We wouldn't Every recover. Time. I don't think. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I, I tell you, I, I, you know, I, I'm taking my dog with me to Germany. Even just the short 
even if it's just for the short term or the long term, I'm like, I can't be without my fucking dog. My dog can't be without me. Yeah, I leave the house true. for like an hour or two and she's like, Chris is like, she was so fucking annoying the whole time you were gone. I'm like, <laughs> of course she was. She just loves her mom there so much. So yeah, we are a little, it's a little codependent. Um, That's not all right. Lie. That's um, all right. But the world needs people no like regrets. you, Christina. The world needs more people who are <laughs> able to handle God, yes. that. Like, I think that that's such a noble thing that I wish I would oh. was able to do. I really do. I really wanted to volunteer at a humane society. That was like a, a dream of mine. But I just mm-hmm. know, like, again, know thyself. Like, I know that I mm-hmm. will be so emotionally destroyed every either. I'm going to be so emotionally destroyed every time they have to put an animal down or I'm going to have 8000 cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm yeah. like, no, I can't, I, can't let it happen. Got to take this kitten home. I would 100 <laughs> percent have to work for a no kill shelter. Yes, and I think I could. And I, I think that I love the idea of helping, like a dog who seems hopeless. I, yeah. I actually like the idea. I don't want to keep them though. And I, so I think that for me, because I don't want to get that level of attachment where they're with me all the time. I would love to be able to like break down a dog who's like just scared. That, that, that was Rose. Like, honestly, I really feel like if we hadn't taken Rose, she would not have been adoptable. Like I just do. I just think that at some point they would have been like, there's no way. But Cassie, you're a Dodo video. You're like one of those, like, oh, yeah. you know, the Dodo where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, there's that emotional music playing under the background. The dog's like yeah. shaking, got its tail under yep. its legs. And by the end, it's just yep. like smiling Hiding and running under. around. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a hundred percent. That's totally Rose. Yeah. And I. But I love that idea though, like of, of, of doing that with like a dog who's maybe like a little scared, a little timid, like bringing them out of their shell and not again, not bringing it home every time, but like having it like open up to other people and like, I just feel like there's so many dogs that just get overlooked. And also like you, you said with senior dogs are kind of your, your thing, Christina. I think for me, it's like that emotionally damaged animal, that, that fearful animal that's scared, you know, that I'm like, no, you can trust again. It's okay. You know, like let's coax you out of this fear, you know? No, nothing, nothing makes my blood boil more than like, Somebody that takes a 10 or 11 year old dog to the shelter. And I'm just like, I. Well, and they always say, because you always see in comments whenever like TikTok videos where they're talking about that, you always see in comments people who work at shelters who say that the majority of the time when people do that, when it's not for a legitimate reason, like someone's going into hospice or something like that, you always see like people who just don't want to deal with end of life care for their mm-hmm. dogs that they will then try to adopt and try to leave with another dog. And that's why the, Honestly, so many shelters, you. so many shelters have policies where they're like, if you surrender an animal here, you are never allowed to adopt an animal never. here. Good. I mean, Good. short of, short of Good. like you found an animal that, that you are then like taking, but like if it is your animal, you are never allowed to then adopt because yeah, because what the fuck? <laughs> I think you should be on a list. I think you should be on a yep. fucking list of never adoptable, you, unable. I, and I think it should be shelter wide. Like you can't shelter hop. Like I don't want to see oh, you right. in the, the whole state. Like do like an FBI, FBI database or something right. like that. Yeah. That's in right. You're on a watch state. list You're not now, allowed to adopt <laughs> any shelters in Colorado now, bitch. No. Yeah. Wow. Now I know what I'm going to be Fucked fighting around. for. I love this. All right. 
Well, hey, if you guys have animal stories, if you have really bad date <laughs> stories, if you want to just reach ones. out and say hello, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworststatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. Cheers.